One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Probably True, stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. So it turns out that some of you weren't listening to my how to definitely not hook up with someone in the gym showers guide. I know this because someone DM'd me to tell me how, as a result of listening to the episode about how not to get laid at the gym, he'd had some lovely sexy times in the gym showers. His messages were wonderfully detailed and a joy to read, but this was a guide to not doing that, so obviously I am thoroughly disappointed and quite sticky. With that in mind, I thought I should offer an alternative about a place where you're pretty much expected to get up to naughty things. In fact, that's the main reason people go there. So, here's the probably true guide to gay saunas. First off, it's important to know if the sauna you are in is actually a gay sauna or just a normal boring one. There are several clues to this, but in my experience, if the words municipal pool or community leisure centre are anywhere nearby, then it's probably not the kind of place you're intended to get your sweaty naked fuck on. I'm not saying you can't, just be aware that you might scare Doris, the nice lady from the Women's Institute, who's only popped in because she heard a nice steam might be good for her bad hip. Another clue is that, generally, instead of sachets of lube and condoms and screens with porn playing on them, saunas that aren't for sexy times tend to have signs saying things like please wear your bathing costume at all times and this area is regularly patrolled by staff members of both sexes and stop shagging in our sauna, you horny bastards. The exact wording differs. So, once you have ascertained that you're in the right kind of sauna, you go in, pay your money, take your clothes off and pop them in a locker. They'll give you a towel which is generally the only thing you wear, and you do need to keep it with you throughout your adventure. Think Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but with far fewer robots, and a lot more middle-aged men with angry Viagra boners. Usually, you wrap your towel around your waist, but if you're feeling confident, just chuck it over your shoulder. If you're feeling confident and very pleased to be there, you can just hang it off your knob. And don't worry if it falls on the floor and gets soaking wet with let's say water, you can take it back to the desk where they gave it to you and swap it for a clean one as often as you need to. Which is a good point to make, actually. Saunas are, probably by definition, very moist places. Most things will be a little bit slimy, a little bit slippy, so be careful. This also actually goes for the people that you'll meet in there too. It's not a bad thing, just an adjustment you should set your brain to. It's also going to be quite subdued lighting-wise. This is almost certainly for the best. However much the marketing materials want you to believe that their sauna is exclusively stocked by porn stars, remember that it's actually going to have a fairly normal selection of people with fairly normal bodies. Some will be attractive to you, some will not. Some will be attracted to you, some will not. I'm not saying lower your standards, I'm just saying don't expect everyone there to be super attractive and enthusiastic about you and your penis specifically. 
Think about teenage discos and how horrific things are when the lights go up at the end of the night and you can clearly see who you've been snogging for the last hour or two. Some things, I think, are just best left unknown. Embrace the mystery. Otherwise, you end up with a rather harsh reality check, like the time I got an Olympic-grade blowjob from a random in a sauna, only afterwards to try and kiss him and find out that the reason it was so good was because he'd taken his teeth out. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Usually, saunas are divided broadly into fucky spaces and not-fucky spaces. The not-fucky spaces are the changing rooms, the bar, or any kind of lounge area, really. Often that area has TVs, a few sun loungers or some hard-wearing plastic seating, and usually a hot tub. You'd think that a hot tub would be solidly in the fucky section, but no, it's meant as part of the rest and relax place, where you can come between vicious buggerings to have a gentle soak and relax and revitalise yourself, and possibly find the next person who you'd like to bugger you viciously. There's still plenty of under-the-water fondling and tickling going on as we all try to keep a straight face and chat about random stuff, but it's best to keep it low-key and try not to finish anyone off in the hot tub, if only for the sake of the poor fucker who has to clean the filter. I can just imagine the call to the maintenance guy. Hiya, Steve. Yeah, it's happened again, mate. Completely clotted. I know. Yeah, it's like someone poured a bucket of wallpaper paste in there. I wouldn't normally bother you on the weekend, but the bubbles aren't popping. Yeah. Cheers, mate. See you in a bit. The fucky spaces tend to be the sauna itself, steam rooms, some cubicles, which are usually mildly grim, but then this is a sauna, not a five-star romantic weekend in the country. Depending on where you are and what facilities are available, there may be other spaces for more niche activities like slings or glory holes and water sports and kinky shit that might be available. You are welcome and encouraged to get as sexy as you like anywhere in the fucky area, and many people do. Be aware that doing so in any communal part may lead to people watching and touching themselves, which might be right up your alley. They may also try to put things right up your alley, and it's up to you if this is okay, because consent is very much a thing. You can usually bat them away or politely shake your head or otherwise make an obvious no-tar gesture. If that doesn't work and you get sick of randoms attempting to get involved, you and your chosen few or chosen one can move to a cubicle, which all usually have lockable doors so you can have a bit of privacy. The cubicles are generally quite plastic and wipe clean, which can get a bit awkward if you and your opponents are all quite sweaty and slippy. I generally find the best thing to do is find a position that allows you to brace yourself against a wall or a twink or something, and then you can get some kind of rhythm going. These cubicles get wiped down or hosed out every now and again, so if the first one you find is particularly manky, don't make a big deal of it, just move on and try to find a cleaner one. And when you're done, do the classy thing and put any condoms or empty lube sachets in the bin. Don't leave it for someone else to clean up. It probably goes without saying that saunas are phone-free places, partly because it's never good to have expensive electrical equipment close to that much moisture, but mostly because no one wants strangers running around taking photos, which is understandable. I remember a few years ago, before phones came with cameras as standard, a mate of mine had his with him in the hot tub because he was texting someone. Not a great idea, because it slipped out of his hand. This was not a particularly classy establishment even by sauna standards and there was a noticeable film on the surface of the water just oily grossness like sweat and lube and all those things that have been boiled off people and just kind of sat on the surface and his phone slipped out of his hand and 
plopped into the water and he watched it drift to the bottom and then the screen slowly flickered and died as the insides got ruined because buying a new phone was preferable to having to reach down and put his head into the water to get it back. And maybe it's because of the lack of phones and such that I've heard from others that saunas can be quite social, convivial places. I'm not sure if it's just me, but I often find the opposite. There's not usually much talking that's going on apart from, you know, the odd bit like, oh yeah, that's it, or ow, teeth, Jesus. But maybe that's just me. I do have a terminal case of resting bitch face, and maybe that applies to my entire body. Can a person have a resting bitch dick? A willy that just exudes fuck-off vibes while it's just swinging there. A penis with a threatening aura. Anyway, it can be fun to go with a friend, if you have the kind of friends that you're okay with seeing naked and doing various things. If your friends aren't okay with that, then probably don't take them. It will mess with the vibe, both in the thing and then afterwards, because you can't unsee some of the stuff that you've seen. And if you do take friends, remember that it can be quite a nightmare to find people later on because you're all off doing different things and you'll all finish at different times. And usually you meet new people. That's kind of the point, I guess. Anyway, saunas aren't always chatty places, so be on the lookout for non-verbal communication, eye contact and body language and things like that. The first time I went, I was with a friend of mine and we were sat chatting together and he was just up and down every five minutes to go and give some tart a good scene to. I got very confused because he'd been sat with me talking to me and then he'd just be like, oh, back in a minute. And he never got near any of these guys, but somehow immediately knew that they all wanted to get slimy with him. It turns out I'm just not very good at non-verbal cues. Anyway, if you're there and being social, it'll probably be quite convivial and nice. If you're there just for anonymous fucking, then there's plenty of that too. I know a few guys who go to a sauna, stay in the social area mostly, and just chat. would rather get a dude's number so they can meet up for a drink afterwards, which seems a strange way to do things, I suppose. But you do get out what you put in. Which reminds me, make sure you take your watch off. Speaking of eye contact and non-verbal communication, it is important to remember that you don't have to get sexy with anyone you don't want to. If you're not interested, just shake your head or move your towel over anything they might be trying to get hold of. Consent is always a thing, so don't feel that you can't say no thank you if they're not what you're after. If they get persistent, say it louder. Places like saunas tend to come down pretty hard on people who think that consent doesn't have to apply to them, And, on the other side of this, if you're not sure if someone is keen on letting you play with them, you can either ask them, with actual words, like a grown-up, or you should assume they aren't interested, and move on. Plenty more to play with who might actually be enthusiastic about touching you in fun ways. Either way, don't be hurt or upset if someone isn't into you. I politely declined a guy's advances once, and he got all indignant and said, why not? as if he genuinely couldn't imagine a reason someone wouldn't want him tickling their pickle. I gave the only answer that mattered in such a situation. Because I said so, which didn't seem to be enough for him, but that's not a me problem, so I got up and walked away. Why someone doesn't want you to do sexy stuff with them is none of your business. You have your answer, and you should act appropriately. Sometimes you see super buff guys kind of standing in the corridors posing. I'm not 100% sure what the point of this is. Presumably it's some kind of advertising. I guess if I'd put the amount of effort and time into my body that those guys evidently have, I'd stand around with no clothes on and make sure everyone saw it too. Although I'd probably do it in the street, everywhere, just walk around wearing very little so everyone could see how much work I'd put into my body. And talking of passing by in corridors, one of the people in the Probably True Discord group asked me how to get past people shagging in a corridor. And honestly, I think the obvious 
excuse me, can I just get past, should be sufficient. There are all sorts of spaces for the bumming and such to be occurring, so either they couldn't keep their hands off each other long enough to get into one of the cubicles, in which case you asking to get past will remind them, or they want to do it where other people can see. Either is fine, but if they're in the way, you shouldn't feel weird about asking them to move. Of course, everyone will be slightly sweaty and slippery, so it'll be a lot easier to just sort of slide past. But I can't guarantee that they'll be okay with you doing that kind of thing. I mean, they probably will, but it's always better to ask. In fact, you could even say, excuse me, do you mind if I join in? And then if they tell you yes, you can have some fun with them. And if they say no, then you could reply with, well, then would you mind moving so I can find someone else? Ta very much. Finally, don't mix drugs and saunas. Even drinking too much beforehand isn't a good idea. One, you risk getting a floppy willy, and B, saunas are warm places to relax, which means that your blood pressure will change. And if you're taking interesting substances, you might end up having a bad time or needing medical assistance. That's not really the vibe you're going for. Most places won't let you in if you're high or acting suspiciously, which I know from first-hand experience because I got turned away once for smiling. And honestly, I can't say I blame them. If you were in central London on a rainy Thursday evening and some weirdo smiled at you, you'd assume it was off his tits too. Whether or not you're a fan of saunas, they're pretty cool for what they are. Remember that they're an important part of the queer world, and that they're something that the straights generally have no idea about or involvement in. It's something that we have that straights don't. There's no way that straights get to go and just shag. The closest thing I could think of was, like, the bins behind a nightclub. Which, also fun, but another story. They're a truly queer space. And it's nice, if only for a while, to get away from the pressures of straight society and the crushing weight of their morals. You could, if you wanted, even say that every thrust of cock in bumhole in a sauna is a blow in the fight against the cis-heteronormative patriarchy. You'd be killing the vibe a bit if you did, but you do you. Or you could just say, pass me the lube, please. Either works. That was Probably True, the multi-award winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. This week's Patreon compliments go to Aldo Vidor, who has the kind of name you'd trust if it was on a bottle of expensive hair conditioner. And Frederick Richter, who, judging by their surname, the kind of person who can really make the earth move. That's a seismology joke. I thought it was funny. If you'd like your own Patreon compliment, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash probably true and sign up. And if you are a Patreon supporter, thank you. I'm extremely grateful and keep checking the Patreon feed because there'll be some exclusive content in there very shortly. Thank you. I love you. And your money. We're queer. We're geeks. We're queeks. Superheroes, Star Wars, Broadway, Drag Race. So if you're super gay, super nerdy, or anything in between, listen to Queeks today. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. And find us on Instagram at Queeks Podcast. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.